0: So we're talking about your life now. You're ready to, to pray some things out about your future. One of the things you, I want you to know is what the Holy Ghost is dealing with me about is if I can help you with your individual future, um, also, it will it'll also corporately bring increase. When you and your life, um, the, church, the Lord told me 30 years ago right before I started the church, he told me a number of things. Um, one of the things he said to me was your church will only be as strong as the families within it. That's so why we're big on families. Married, we do things for marriages. Uh, maybe need to do some things again about raising children. Um, but the Lord, you know, he, he knows how to build his church, Right. I said he knows how to build his church. And so as a family, your family's being strong. So if you're strong, you know, the Bible says every joint has a supply. Every member of the body has a supply. And if you're doing what you're called to do, one of the greatest things we love about pastoring is people finding their destiny. People finding their place in a local body, yes, but in the body of Christ as a whole. We enjoy training ministers, but our church is not a ministry training school. Uh, that is a part of what we do as far as Bible Institute and School of Ministry, but that is not our primary focus. Our primary focus, A, is to have a move of God in North Alabama, but to raise up a group of people who uh, who are strong, right? Raising uh, uh, from infants to adults for those who know God and to make him known, Right? who know God. So I want you to know God. And really, when you know God, you can figure out your future. Uh, Ephesians, that, that prayer that a lot of people pray, um, it, it is good, in, in, but in Ephesians 1, I teach it maybe a little different, You know that you would know the hope of his calling. People say, the hope, that's the hope of your calling. I don't really see that in scripture. I don't think you can figure out who you are until you figure out who he is. You can't, I'll say again, you can't really figure out how, the, the reason everybody's messed up out there they're all confused. And that's what the devil does. Because in one way, they're in the devil. And he's confused. And he's messed up. And he loves to mess people up because he's all messed up. But once you get someone born again, they get in Christ. It's not till you get in Christ and even begin to know the realities of Christ that you get to figure out who you are. So when you figure out who Jesus is, you can figure out who you are. Amen? Are you figuring it out? amen and he'll reveal himself to you and he'll reveal what he has for you but even at that it's just like your salvation a lot of times when people get born again they know they're going to heaven and missing hell but they never get to walk out their salvation and that's unfortunate because salvation is all-inclusive come on it's better than the dairy queen braise your full meal deal hallelujah right it's better than that it's all-inclusive. It's protection. It's health. It's healing. It's doing well. It, it, it's, it, it's ongoing salvation. It's everything. But most people don't know that. Now, if you'd come to Healing School here on this time every Tuesday, you would hear that. Yes. Amen. you would. And salvation's for everybody. But a lot of people get born again, and then that, they don't do anything with it. And the same thing with your life and your destiny. A lot of times, you know, um, when, I, when people preach on this, they preach this for ministers. You know, you got to figure out who your destiny, you got to figure out what you're called to do. But every one of you in your mother's womb, the Lord called you to do something. It doesn't mean you're a five-fold minister, it just means you've got something important to do. You've got an assignment, and, and that assignment is for you to discover, not to make up. And how do you do that? Well, the only way you're going to do that is to know Him. So let's, let, let me remind you of some scripture we looked at yesterday. Um, uh, let's, start, let's start with um, John 14. John 14. And just, just, we'll run into this again. Let's get a little further, but let's run into it. John 14, um, 16 and 17. I will pray the Father, and He'll give you another comforter. That he may abide with you forever, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. So, the world cannot receive the spirit of truth. They don't walk in truth. They walk in lies. Uh, They have a fallen nature. You know, birds do what? Fish do what? Dogs do what? Why? It's their nature. Sinners sin. That's why you ain't one no more. Amen. You're righteous. You're holy. You're sanctified. Amen? And they can't receive him, but you have received him. They can't see him, and they don't know him. But you know him. Come on, everybody say, I know him. Do you know him? Do you know him? him? The whole theme of our church is what? Raising a generation from infants to adults to know him and to make him known. Well, you can't make him known until you know him. And you can't figure out who who you are until you know him are you with me? So you got to know him. Now, um, I can't preach it as good as Leanne. We'll just maybe have to get her in here to do it again. Uh, but, um, uh, we were just in Terre Haute with her and she was ministering along these lines and you can tell as a minister, or you're talking to someone what they know. And when she preached this, you can tell she knows. It's like if somebody asked me to teach on faith, do you know where I'm going? I'm not going to where my spiritual father went because I, I, I love that, but that's not where the Lord taught me. I'll take you to 1 John chapter 5. Verse, and when I can teach on that, man, I can teach on that for weeks and weeks because that's how the Lord taught me to walk by faith. And I know him that way. And then when it comes to the Holy Ghost, you know, for 35 years I've been ministering on this, uh, uh, this subject and uh, about the Holy Spirit. Um, I think because um, I had such a unique encounter with the Holy Spirit when I came back to the Lord and how he delivered me and changed me. And then it was me and him kind of one-on-one because I lived uh, apart from where uh, I had gone to the church, a little church, and it was different. I, I didn't have a church in Indianapolis yet. I, I couldn't find one, and I tried, and it didn't work out. And, um, but the Holy Ghost was really teaching me a lot of things, and I got very close to him. He became very real to me because he is real. We did a lot of chatting throughout the day, not outside, not out loud, but in here. I I, I know him. I know him. Jesus is my best friend. I I know him. I know him. I know when Pastor Rhonda and I got married, you know, we got married in our 30s and, you know, uh, we were enamored with one another because we were just so happy. And one time the Holy Ghost said to to us separately, but together, he said, uh, don't forget about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I did this. Mm-hmm. Don't forget about me. Because you can. And I'll be honest, last two or three years, um, I've let the things that happen in the world, even though I fought hard about letting them get in, um, I've had my own, Issues and situations with everything that's gone on, and um, I'm really, in a lot of ways, finally, the cloud is is jeez, and I'm not letting it, y'all. If you've been around here, you know I'm protective of some stuff, but that was it. Me also just like fighting all that outward stuff coming at me. And, but I feel like I pushed some, this week we're pushing some stuff even further aside. And now different clouds coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody say, I know him. See, I don't remember what the Apostle Paul said. He said, he didn't say, I know about him. He said, I know in whom I Why is that so important? Because if you're not sure about this, then when it comes to praying things out about your future, you're not going to be sure. You're going to always wonder, was that God? Was that me? Um, Is that really for now? Or when is that for? Uh, You'll be questioning all the time. But you've got to get to the point where you know him. And when you know him, then his word and walking in faith is a whole lot easier. Because you trace the word to a mouth instead of to a book. Instead of to a preacher, you trace the word because you know him. I know him. I know him. He's not a man that he should lie. My wife always says, he's never lied to me. Now, if you get her on that, she knows him that way. He's never lied to me. But if he said something, he's going to do something. As long as we do our part. But I know him. Say it again. I know him. I know him. I know him. 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 And since I know him... um, Then I also, then, John chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. John chapter 10 to him the porter opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. God knows your name, and you're his sheep. Let's remind you again when did you come into sheepdom? The moment you're born again, and when when he puts forth his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. Now, I know some of you grew up with, I've got to learn his voice. And maybe some of you in the room taught people, you need to learn his voice. But that is the wrong place to start. I know his voice. I know it. Yeah, but I've made mistakes, but I know his voice. Yeah, but... You know, I came from a messed up group of people and they were always saying God said and it never worked out, but you know his voice. Don't not past experience, not past hurt, let it go. Not past failures, let it go. You've got to start with, I know I'm unsure, Pastor Mark. Well, you've got to quit being unsure. I know his voice. Well, it's just that simple. I know his voice. And if you argue with that, then you're not in faith about it. How do you change this? Get in faith about it. How do you get in faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you have trouble with this, because listen, if you don't get this, you can pray in tongues and you won't won't be able to discern some of the things we're going to talk about. Because you'll always be doubting, can I really hear from God? So you can pray in tongues five, six hours a day and not get any further than you are right now. You'll just be glowing like a light bulb because what do you believe about praying in tongues? Well, I believe Jude 20 says you get built up in your most holy faith. Now remember, tongues don't give you faith, but it'll build you up. So if you pray in tongues and you're trying to get something from God, but you don't believe you can hear his voice and you don't believe you know him, then if you just believe Jude 20, then you'll be glowing like a light bulb. You'll be supercharged, but you'll not know anything. You with me? Well, I just believe if God wants me to know something, uh, He'll just tell me. He does want you to know something. He he wants you to know His voice. He did tell you something. It's now, you know, you can't put off on God what He's put off on you. And He said, you got to know His voice. And you got to believe you know His voice. Well, I'm afraid. See, if you say something, it's okay. But if you say, I'm afraid, that I'm going to mess up, then what do you got to go do? Well, just give up because it's not going to work for you. No. What do you got to do? What do you got to do? You got to go back into the word. You got to look at, oh, let's look at some of these. Let me run through some of them. I didn't do this yesterday, but uh, uh, let me give you um, um, John 10, 27. Well, let's uh, let's finish out verse five first. Let's finish out verse five. Everybody say, I know his voice. A stranger, they won't follow. There are many voices in the world, none without signification, but I'm not following them. Now listen to me, whether you like this or not. There's a lot of voices that are preachers and teachers and supposed prophets that their voices irritate me. It's just that I'm not following them. They irritate me. And they ought to irritate you. Because it's a strange voice. It's a strange voice. It's not clarion. It's not Holy Ghost. They say, thus says the Lord. But so can anybody. You ought to be able to distinguish. You're mature enough. You ought to be able to distinguish that. A stranger, they will not follow. There are voices to me that a lot of people find very popular today. It's a strange voice to me. Pastor Mark, you think you're all that? No, I think he's all that. And what do you do? You flee. I'm sure not going to give them my ears. I'm not going to give them my ears. Well, it's exciting and they're passionate. The devil's excited and passionate about taking people to hell. For they know not the voice of a stranger. That's not my voice. I'm not following that. You can know that without even being mature. I tell this story all the time. Oh my gosh, y'all too fun, too easy. Um, But um, um, when I got came back to the Lord, um, my sister drugged me to church, you know, and uh, there happened to be that Sunday night, a woman preaching, and uh, she double-dog dared me to cross some line. She preached, and I mean, I was ready. They had all prayed, and they had their whole prayer posse on me, and like these five or six ladies, and there was even one. They set me behind, no, set me in front of, and I could feel my head kind of going back while she was, because she sat there the whole service, and inside of herself prayed in tongues for me. Thank you, Kathy. And uh, and so and they had all prayed, they had all believed God. And so when I crossed that line, they were all excited, and then I shook under the power of God for 45 minutes as an urban cowboy in my cowboy boots and my turquoise belt buckle, and and God cleaned me up. And then if most some of you have heard this story, but I don't know, a couple months later, the same woman was back. And so through her preaching, my life was changed. So I came home. And I was sitting in the service, and she was talking about demons and everything has a spirit and cough it up and puke it up and and all that kind of stuff. And the church was going crazy and wild, and they were loving every minute of it. The pastors were loving every minute of it. And then something on the inside me said, she's wrong. Because I began, even quickly, and I didn't have a preacher talking to me out of it. I know his voice. Now, I was a little unsure, and so I called my best friend's daddy. His name was Don. I talked to him not very long ago. And uh, I remember calling him and I said, you know, everybody thinks this is amazing, but somebody, something, I didn't say somebody, I said something on the inside says she's wrong. And this was his response. Good Lord. (laughs) A baby Christian can figure this out, that that's not in the word. And uh, he followed some man named Kenneth Copeland. And so... uh, it protected me, though, from getting an error. Because why? Even at the beginning, I know his voice. Now, I couldn't teach you this. This was 35 years or, or, I don't know, 38 years ago. I couldn't teach you this. I did not, but I know his voice. So of me as a little boy, a young man who only knew that Noah had a boat and a few scriptures And I was just finding out in the Gospels that the stories, the accounts, not stories, the accounts repeated themselves. The Holy Ghost could warn me, and I didn't let those people and their excitement pull me off. That same Holy Ghost, you need to know him. These are the last days. Everybody's got an itching ear. But if you want to know your future, you've got to know his voice, and you can't pick and choose. Can we say, I know his voice. I know his voice. John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice. John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice. Are you his sheep? Yes. What's the promise? You hear his voice. I know them. And he says he knows you, but you also so can say, I know him. And I follow him. They follow me. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. I follow him. Why are we spending some time on this? Because, see, if you just jump into tongues and you don't really know him, then you're just going to get, and there is a benefit. How I many know it's great to be supercharged? It is great to be built up. And this is not about the amount of hours you pray. This is about the faith in doing it. Remember Romans twelve six. It says you prophesy in proportion to your faith. And so that's a spiritual gift and spiritual thing that God does. But I'm telling you, you, even people who prophesy, it's not by experience that they get greater and deeper. It's not by experience that they, that they get more um, uh, uh, precise. It's by faith. Everything with God is by faith. You have to try, and it's without faith you can't please him. So in this, even in praying out your future, and God wants you to know your future. I know we're taking a lot longer than I thought we would, but, but I have utterance, and so I'm just gonna give you what I got, all right? So do you hear his voice? Do you hear it? See, when you pray in other tongues, yes, we talked yesterday about praying things out in your known language. Yes, you could, uh, French and English and Spanish and Chinese, known languages. When you pray in other tongues, in tongues of men and angels, when you pray in those tongues, that, that divine uh, prayer language that God gave you specifically, your prayer language is not like anybody else's prayer language. It's very cool. It's very unique. And, and you can exercise your faith for it to develop. And it's not just experience. You can pray the same phrase for 30 years if you want to. But you can also develop in your faith. And faith comes by hearing. So what do you hear? Things about praying in other tongues. Faith comes. And then you exercise your faith. And if you'll just think of it as a conversation, except not just a, when I get excited, I... The kind of thing. Those are good too. I like that. But it's a conversation. It's a prayer. And prayer should be a conversation with you and your father. And he understands what you're saying, even if you don't. Amen. And and yet, then there's that other thing of, we talked about in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, that it asks the Lord that when you pray in tongues, that you would interpret it. I'm not talking about giving a message in tongues and an interpretation. You may never do that all of your life, and you got to be okay with that. Because that is as the Lord wills. That's not even really something you can ask for. The nine manifestations of the Spirit, you can covet, you can desire, but you can't covet and shouldn't covet and earnestly desire them for you. But, it, but you should be ready at any time. I said you should be ready at any time. Amen? But if you never give a public message in tongues or get an interpreter or in a small group or wherever, you can interpret your prayers. Because He said, You will pray in the spirit and you will pray in your understanding. That doesn't mean you go from here to here. It means you go here, you stay here. And that it's just known. I sing in the spirit and I sing with the understanding. Thank God we can sing and minister. It, it wouldn't do you, you know, as much good or any good if all we did is I got up and sing in other tongues, and I can do it. I love doing it. It's how I got filled with the Holy Ghost. But that's not going to profit us. We're worshiping him together in our known tongue. But it doesn't, it's not talking about going from here to here. It's talking about when you interpret, you're interpreting what you do. And sometimes it's word. Sometimes it's phrases. I doubt it will ever be a paragraph. But, but, there, but you can believe for that. But you're not going to get there unless you know him. You're confident. And then, and the reason I'm going through this is it's not always that way. Sometimes it's while you're praying in other tongues You have knowings You just know Sometimes I pray them out But sometimes I just know And sometimes I pray things out And then I know things And that's like Pastor Rhonda when we pray together She's prayed with me now We're married 28 years and we've been praying together for a long time And let me just tell you this She'll agree with this Uh, At first when we first got married I was a little snobby in prayer I really was I thought my way was the right way and the only way and she has a little different way, um, and, and, and she, she's, she's a word woman when she prays. And she, if you've ever watched her pray uh, or prayed with her, she has a different way, but it's a good way. I'll be real honest. She tried, I tried to make her me, And then we decide, I just, she decided, yeah, it didn't work. Um, she had to be her. So but let's not be prayer snobs. Let's not be prayer snobs. But all of us can learn from one another. Right? And so we've learned how to flow together. And there's sometimes when I'm praying some things out in tongues, I'll pray something out. And then when we're done, she'll say, what else were you getting? Because she she knows me now. And even though I pray some things out, at the same time I'm praying it out, the Lord's saying something. And so then I'll expound. Because if I don't expound, sometimes I forget it. And we've had to learn how to do that with one another. But every, you're important in prayer and helping pray out the plan of this church. But I want you to pray out your plan. And there's some people in this room, you may think you're going to coast the next 20 years while you're retired. The Lord told you no. <laughs> he just told you no. He has need of you. Everybody said the Lord has need of me. Yeah, but I've worked so hard. Well, we, get, welcome to your second job. Hallelujah. You've been come to the kingdom for such a time as this. But you got to know what that is. Not just doing something, doing the thing. So everybody said, I hear his voice. I hear his voice. He, knows me. he knows me. I know him. I know him. And I'm going to follow him. Amen. Uh, one more, John 18, 37, the last half of the verse says that everyone is of the truth hears my voice the last line everyone that is of the truth are you of the truth so in prayer you can hear his voice i'm not talking about outward stuff talking about inward knowings your perceiver perception your spirit knows so, John 16, 13 says uh, that, howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he'll guide you into all truth, not speak of himself, but sh- he, whatever he hears, he shall speak, and he will show you things to come. So, the Holy Spirit's speaking to you, and he's showing you things to come. And we know in 1 Corinthians 14, 2, we can pray out mysteries. Amen. All right. Wow. Let's look at this. Um, just to give you more faith that. You can interpret. Well, let's look at it. I don't wanna, I, I'm, I'm trying to move on, but I wanna, I wanna. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 14 13. Wherefore, let him that speaks in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. Again, you have to, when you look at chapter 14, he goes in and out of public and private stuff, and you gotta know it. So here, this is private. Wherefore, let him that speaks in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, uh, my spirit prays, my understanding is unfruitful. How many know that's good? What is it then, though? I will pray with the spirit, and I will pray with the understanding. Everybody say, I will. I will. You got to get that strong about it. Yes, yes, yes. I will. Yes. I will. It's got scripture. Yes. I will. Now, I can't teach this on Sunday morning. I got people who got born again last week. I always do it this way. I don't think she'll mind. I got people who are born again. And I got Opal, and everybody in the middle. I respect her so much. It's been a, it's an honor to get to be her pastor. But she does still, uh, I still have to keep on my toes though. Hallelujah, and I like it. But there, so Sunday morning I can't always do what I'm doing right now. But I'm just trying to train you up to get you ready because there's some things you got to know. Come on, don't go through life not knowing anymore. Don't go through another day not knowing. God wants to show you. And you can know. And it's important for business. It's important for careers. It's important for family. Man, if you've got a wild teenager, you need to be three steps ahead of them. My Priscilla Quilla, her name was Margaret. And... Uh, she used to, she, I prayed with her a lot and prayed in the Holy Ghost. Man, she had one young one that was thinking she was all that and going to church and acting like she was serving God, but really wasn't. And her and her husband were on the way to Indianapolis to have a weekend. And they got about halfway there, and she said, you're going to have to turn around. He's, so he got mad. She goes, why? He's like, you got to turn around. He's like, we got to go home. And uh, on the way home, the Lord told her where her daughter was. So mama was waiting on the doorstep at a party when girlfriend walked up. Hey, thought you were an Indy. No, the Lord told me where you was going. (laughs) Right now we're going home. Supernatural. That girl's doing so good today. So Amazing. No, it was the younger one. She's married to a head. Uh, I don't want to get too many. Anyway, she's doing good today. Thank God for supernatural parenting. What is that? Knowing things to come. It's not just ministry. It's everything. Aren't you glad God knows what's coming? You should be more surprised by what you don't know. You should be more surprised if you're caught up. Uh, unawares. Now, does it happen? Sometimes it does, it does. But don't get mad about it. And sometimes, um, especially when it comes to other people, you and I ought to be glad that the secret things belong to the Lord. He ain't telling everybody's business all the time. I said he's not telling everybody's business all the time. He is long suffering, and he and he'll wait on people to repent. He's good. He don't tell everybody everybody's business. If he tells on somebody's business, they're they're near something tragic. That's the way he's always done it with me. He don't tell me everybody's business. Some people think when I operate, they think, you must know everything. Don't touch me. I I, I don't know. That's not the way this works. I'm grateful for that all the way around. Yeah, one time uh, when I was in Bible school, Brother Hagan used me as an example. He was preaching on touching people and knowing things. And then he was giving this example, and he had me stand up. And he came over, and he put you know, his hand on my head and his hand on my back, and he was talking. And he didn't say anything. He just—and all my friends came up. I was like, what do he see? What would he see? I said, he saw my future ministry and was very pleased. (Laughter) mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what he saw He was talking about the man who fell off the, the Something and then died And he laid his hand anyway but, but, but does God care about your future? He wants you to care No, he Listen to me, he wants you to care He doesn't want you just to wander into it But you've got to pray So Interpreting is good. He, he's always been good at letting us know what's going on, and he did it in certain ways. You know, in Acts chapter two, in Acts chapter two, it says. Um, it was uh, verse six and eleven It says now when uh, it was noise abroad as the multitudes came together and were confounded because that every mer- man heard them speak in his own language. Verse eleven says Crete's and Arabians we do hear them speak in our own tongues. The wonderful works of God. I think he did that to say that even though this is secret um, and, and some those were known languages, but God can let people know things. He's not. My point is even in other tongues, it's not just meant for you to be in the dark. It's secret between us and him, and the devil can't understand it, but you can understand some things. Now, I I think I'm losing some of you, but why is this important, Pastor Mark? Because it's a mystery, it's in the spirit, it's in the future, and you need to know. And the church as a whole... They don't know. And so when they walk up on something, they're always praying from a a response posture instead of, I've been here in prayer. Remember I said yesterday, it's not deja vu, it's I've been here in prayer. And now I know what to do. Now, even if he didn't give you instruction what to do, you've prayed it out. Now, this happens to me a lot. Um, uh, I don't go the same way home but uh, because of different roads. But I used to. I would pray and pray and pray. And uh, sometimes, you're, even while you're praying in other tongues, your mind is so full. Because you need an answer to something. Or you've been praying about something. Or, or, you know, just time away. And I used to drive home. And as I would unwind, I'd get to, um, I think it's now, it's Browns Ferry. I would get to about a curve. And at that curve... I, I guess it's about where I relaxed and, and something would come up. But it happens that way. All, it can happen to you all the time. A lot of times, it could be a week, it could be a month later that something comes up, that you know something. It could have been from a prayer session. You know, you prayed 15 minutes in other tongues. Listen, you don't have to do this for hours. You don't have to do this for hours. You can pray inside of yourself. You can do this while you're washing the dishes, mowing the lawn, cleaning the car. Uh, um, You know, it's not best to do it while you're watching a football game. But, uh, you know, but you can just be attentive all the time to the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. You understand? And so my point in bringing these scriptures out is uh, God was always trying to let them know, even though this is supernatural, I want to let you in on what's going on. Can you get that? Um, uh, in Acts chapter two, verse 17 and 18, it'll come to pass in the last days, says God, I'll pour out my spirit on flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your, monk, your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. All my servants and handmaids, I'll pour out those days, my spirit, and they shall prophesy. I'm bringing in prophecy because a lot of times tongues plus the interpretation can be prophetic, but, but you can prophesy to yourself by inspiration of the Holy Ghost. You may never be used publicly in prophecy, but you can have inspiration. Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. You can, you can, my point in bringing this out is you can, it's all through the scripture. You can know things. Um, uh, Acts 19.6, it says they spoke in tongues and prophesied. It's important that you understand that God is not trying to keep things from you. If, he, if it's a secret, it's been hidden for you. I said, if it's a secret, it's been hidden for you. Amen? So one of the things, that, this is what I want to get to today. <laughs> I guess I'll introduce it. Uh, and then we're going to pray. Um, and when, I, when I pray in tongues, a lot of times what I see myself as doing is watching. Pastor Belinda, uh, she's in over prayer, and she does it uh, 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 on, the, on the wall. Um, how how what are you doing it, Quarterly. And um, But we've been teaching on this a long time around here, and I teach this when I teach on prayer. Um, I, I think as a whole in the body of Christ, this is kind of a lost art. We are called to watch and pray. And one of the best ways to watch and pray is in the Spirit. Because, you're, because God, the Holy Ghost, who knows the future, has already seen it. And he's trying to get it to us, and how he gets it to us is through other tongues, as we pray in the Spirit, uh, through intercession. And yet he needs some things to be made known, because he needs you and I to declare and decree some things. And you do that with the Word of God, so we can't be surprised and shouldn't be surprised that with a lot of this knowings should also come Scripture wrapped around it. Because the word is the only thing he can perform. Right? And so don't be surprised that when you get your future thing, there also may be a scripture that just really is strong in your heart that you may not even know how it relates. But when you get scriptures like that inspired, you need to write them down and you need to begin to declare them and decree them. And the Holy Ghost, like there has been something uh, in Pastor Rhonda's life recently, the Lord told her a number of times different things to prepare so the Lord knows what the devil's going to try to do. But you see, we don't have to fall into the devil's traps if you're out here in the future. It, it, you, you can. There are some mountains and some giants that may get in your way. You know how to speak the word to them. But there's a lot of things if we would pray in the Holy Ghost, we could avoid. The traps, the snares, the devil sets. What do I need to do? What do I need to say? What do I need to be believing right now? What need, what's a rhema to me right now? Right? And and so, uh, praying in the Holy Ghost is so important. But let's look at some scripture about watching. It says in Ephesians 6, 18, praying always. How often? Always. So so no breaks. With all prayer and supplication in the spirit. So it's not mental. It's in the spirit. What is Jesus said? My words, there, are spirit and life. So it's with the word. But it's also in the spirit. And watching thereunto. Everybody say watching. So you know the old accounts, and even in Isaiah, it talks about watchmen on the wall, right? So what did a watchman do? Well, they stood up on the wall. These were these gated, uh, you know, like our gated communities, only there were walls. You know, Jericho, you know, they say they could run chariots races on top of them. And people, you know, Rahab lived in the wall. So these are these walls, and so someone would stand up and all these gates, and one of the things, Nehemiah, the thing about Jerusalem was all the gates were fallen and all the gates were burned, and the city was wide open, so the enemy could just do whatever it wanted, right? Well, so now God is using this as really, we're, we, we've, we're in his pavilion. We're, under, uh, we're in his refuge. But we still got to Watch. We're seated in heavenly places, and the psalmist said that we're seated uh, in the presence of our enemies. So if we are seated in our seat, and we watch and pray, then when the enemy tries to do something, we see it. And so what did a watchman do? Well, they had control of the gate. They had a control of the gate. And you've got three gates. You've got an eye gate, you've got an ear gate, and you've got a mouth gate. And they all lead to your heart. What's the devil trying to do? He's trying. He's he's after your heart. He's after your faith. Yeah. And so, in prayer, though, you can see if you if you and I will do this more. We're supposed to watch and pray. You can be a you can, you ought to be watching over your own life, but if you if this is your church, you ought to be helping us watch over this ministry. Yeah right you watch and pray and we do that formally pastor Belinda does that sunday nights at our prayer groups and stuff but let's just first though you you only really won't be able to watch and pray over an entity over a ministry over a business unless you first learn how to watch and pray over your own life right and so what do i got to do what is watching and praying again uh, number 1 always the word first right if you're going to get in the Spirit, you have to. the quickest, safest way in the Spirit is not by praying in tongues. It's by speaking the Word. Amen. The Word is always first. And so uh, if you pray with me on Wednesdays, I know I use the same two scriptures over and over again. And they may think, does he know any others? But I use John 16, 13 and 1 Corinthians 14, 2 almost every Wednesday before I go in. Why? I'm going in with the Word. That's right. It's not a ritual for me. It's a I know the word is the safest way in, right? And then though I'm watching, I'm watching over, how do you watch? Well, you do it with the word, you do it in the spirit when you pray in tongues. Uh, Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 through 3, continue in prayer. So we're supposed to continue. Everybody say continue. And watch in the same with thanksgiving. With all praying also for us that God would open us doors of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am bonds. Um, 1 Peter 4, 7. But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. First Peter 4 7. 1 Peter 4-7. Did I lose my person up there? All right. But the, but the end of all things at hand. How many of that's true? It was true when it was written, but it's even more true today. The end of all things is at hand. If you can't tell you're living in the last days, all things, all things, the end is at hand. What does he say? Be sober. Be alert. Wake up. Don't let this world drunken you. Don't get called off into things that are temporal. Well, Don't you care about things that are going on? I care probably as much or more than you do. But I'm not focusing on them. want to hold my hand? Y'all, elections happen every four years around here. And they're going to keep happening until Jesus comes. Some you may like, some you may not. Well, well, well. I get it. Well, well, well. Keep your eyes on Jesus. They're just men and women. And things will be better one way or another. I get it. But... I sure don't have 100 hours a week to devote to it. That's right. So I think I devote about 15, 20 minutes. And then somebody else will always catch me up if it's needed. Yeah. Yeah. Most people know I don't want to talk about it. But the end of all things is at hand. Be sober. Watch. Everybody say watch. Watch. You, might, you don't have to come up and say tell me about it either. Pastor Mark, I think you're wrong. Good for you. Good for you. You do what you're called to do, I'll do what I'm called to do. Uh, Pastor Ron, I can tell you, I got as, I got as many as opinions as, as the day is long. The Lord just said, don't bring him up in here. Just this holy place. Be sober, therefore, watch. So let's watch. Let's watch what we're told to watch. Are we told to watch over the government? We are. But that's praying for those who are in authority. Who are in authority. Who are in authority. In. In. And if the next one isn't the one you like, then you can be happy today. But you better pray for those who are in authority. As a believer, you don't have an option. And you're not praying for because for, you like them. You're praying for a seat. And I like it to go well with me. And I've determined even if it doesn't go well for nobody else, if I do what he says, it'll go well with me. It's been working. I'm going to keep it. Because it's the word. So it'll go well with you. didn't say it'd go well with everybody. It said it'd go well with you. Didn't say it go well with everybody. Said it go well with you, because you did what the Lord said do. And even all that is about getting people saved. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You're the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. Be, be sober. Watch in prayer. What are you watching? First, watch your life. Watch your children's lives. Uh, and see, when you believe you know him, do you believe you know him? Yes. Then you'll be more bold to step out when you get something about your child. Um, be, be careful when you go in to praying like this that you don't think you know everything. Oh, I got in trouble so many times. I can be a real know-it-all in a bad way. When you think you know something and you're sure about something... It's very difficult for the Lord to deal with you. And then when he brings outside sources to try to help you. And you reject them because you think you know. And then you'll be like, Jesus, where were you? Well, he tried to talk to you, but you were self-deceived and you didn't get it. He tried to bring somebody you trusted. And you didn't listen to them either. Then he even brought a stranger or two by. Remember, it sounds like the guy on top of the house with the roof. A boat came by, a helicopter came by. Uh, I mean, you know, he's barely hanging on, he drowned. Lord, I believed that you would protect me. And he's like, I sent you a boat, I sent you a helicopter. But get on in here. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. Ah, so great, Such such a good thing. That the Holy Ghost will tell us what's ahead as we're watching. And then we can let in things or not things. I don't know if I'm helping you, but I'm really reminding myself of a lot of things. Hallelujah. Um, Isaiah 62.6 says, I've set watchmen on the wall of Jerusalem, which will never hold their peace. Day or night. That you make mention of the Lord and keep not silent. So one of the great things about praying in other tongues is you can really do it a lot and all the time. It doesn't have to be, it's good to do set aside times, you know people would, you know, go into your closet and pray. If you've got a closet that you really go into, I've never personally done that. It creeps me out a little bit. Uh, So I've never like gone into the walk-in closet and pray. I have a chair that I pray in. I have an office that I pray in uh, when, Destiny and Rhonda are in bed. I, I walk in circles downstairs. Um, you know, the carpet's gone, and so now the hardwood, sometimes I, have, I can make a noise. But when I lived with my mom and dad, I went in circles around the dining room. Uh, whatever you find yourself, you do need to set some time aside to pray. But thank God for the Holy Ghost, you can pray all the time. And, and you know, I work here, so I can pray in the hallways if I want to. You, where you work, probably not. But you can always pray inside. You know, if you're at Kroger and you're in line, you probably shouldn't go, you know, to the cashier. That's, that's not really wise. Um, but you can pray within yourself. What does it do? It's just getting you in tune with the Holy Ghost. But you can always be watching. I mean, sometimes I forget, and I'll be praying on the inside, and we'll be driving somewhere, and I'll just be, and she'll say, whatever he said, Lord, I agree. Hallelujah. I think that's her way of say, did you know that you're praying in tongues out loud now? Um, I just do it so much. It's part of my nature. Amen. And what do I expect? Well, I expect to know things. Because yes. when I'm praying in other tongues, I'm watching. Amen. It's a cool thing to be able to watch. And one of the things that no matter how large this church gets that we do as a staff is we watch over you. Amen. I'm told to watch over you. So we watch over your souls. Now, you have a part to play. You're supposed to be nice. <laughs> you're supposed to be good. That's what it says. But I'm watch, we're watching, supernaturally watching. Uh, other things have happened, but that one, uh, just outstanding. Sometimes I get an unction to pray. And we call it praying, but really what I'm doing is there's something up, and I've got to watch. I've got, got to look into it. I've got to see what's going on. And so I'm reminded um, Eric, our um, guitar player, um, one day, um, and I, I'm grateful for here, and I have a staff. They do a lot of different things, but listen, this, this staff of mine, they know how to pray. Amen. No, seriously, they can cut the mustard. They can get in there quick, and they know how to pray. And I like that about all of them. They can be cleaning, or they can be doing this. They can be doing whatever. They can be posting stuff. But if I say, let's pray, they come in, and they're ready to go. And I like that. Because there are some things. So one day, I was just like, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. Let's get everybody together. Something's wrong. And so we just went into the torch, and we began to pray in the Holy Ghost. And then I did begin to pray out a name. And I I, I, I couldn't get it. I couldn't get it. We kept praying it out, so I told Pastor Rhonda, go call him, because this is what I see. And if you've ever heard the testimony, it was what he was about to do. And he would have gotten an accident, and I don't know what would have happened. I know he got hurt, but I don't know if he would have got killed. I like, why do bad things uh, happen to good people? It's because uh, maybe they don't have anybody praying for them. Maybe they don't know how to watch and pray. And there are times, listen to me. Not on Eric. I'm just telling you that it's good. You ought to have friends around you to know how to watch and pray that you listen to, that you trust. You know your four crazy friends. Well, I don't have any crazy friends. Well, be one first, and then you'll get some. (laughs) Be one first, then you'll get some. It's not about you. It's not all about you. Be well. I don't have anybody. Y'all good? That's your fault. That's your fault. Do something for somebody else. Well, I tried. I sowed into them, but they didn't reciprocate. Well, you don't have to get it back from them. God will send you somebody else. Yeah, forget about them. You just do what you're supposed to do, and God will send you somebody else. His word's true. It's so good to be able to watch and pray. Well, I had something, and I warned somebody, and then it didn't happen. Well, maybe you prayed it away. That's good news. Because you get something a lot of times. It means it can be changed. And so you pray over it, and you agree together, and nothing happens. You're like, well, I thought I was right. Well, you probably were. It's just you got it. So for him, it was a natural thing. He just had to make sure and what was going on is he was hooked in, I think it was a truck and a trailer, and I saw it, I saw a trailer behind him and I saw it overturn. And uh, because, and he said something wasn't connected right. Yeah, the, the strap would have come loose and the load would have got off balance. And he would wrecked. Thank God yeah. for watching and praying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've happened more than once. One time my whole family we were down in Destin, I think. And uh, I just pulled into a parking lot. They're all chatting. I pulled in the parking lot. They're like, what you doing? I'm like, we're just gonna wait here. So they all know me. So nobody fought me. That's stupid. Nobody said anything. So I was there. I don't know. About five, seven minutes in, felt a release. So we just went on our way. What happened? Nothing. See, a lot of people just push through. But if you learn how to watch and pray, we had a lady here. She was new to the church. She was on the worship team. And the Lord uh, told her, warned her to go home another way. And she was a busy lady. My goodness, that woman had so many cakes in the oven. Um, She was a busy lady. And she just said, y'all pray for me. She said, um. Um, the Lord said this, but um, I, I don't remember exactly what she said. She just said, uh, I believe I'm covered. I'm covered. I believe I'm covered. Well, she got in an accident. Well, she said she was covered. But you can't override a warning from God with a faith confession. You got to do what he says. And that's what he tells you in the future. If you got something, if he tells you to do something, you do it exactly like he says, and you're going to be all right. Amen. Can I talk about Pop services? Yeah. And then we're going to pray, and then we're having Cracker Barrel today, I think, right? Yeah. Any fried chicken? Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Mm.
1: We were at a saturation meeting, and um, coming down the line, my mic's not on, but I don't need it, but they may need it for the recording. All right. We were going down the line of the saturation meeting. And because this is a military town, there are people we don't ask what they do. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's some, there's some people who do things we don't ask. Um, so we got to this guy, and I laid my hands on him. And as I laid my hands on him, I saw men dying all around him. And I knew they were the good guys. They were on our side. And um, I knew it was the devil's intention to kill our church member, too. And so I, I didn't know what to do with it at the moment, but when service was over, I, he got home and I, I called him and I said, you know, when I got to you in the line tonight, I said, I don't know what you're about to go do, but whatever it is you're about to do, it's going to go bad. It's going to go so bad. And I said, I saw men dying all around you. And I said, it was the good guys who were dying. And I said, I know it's the devil's intention to kill you too. And he said, Pastor Rhonda, I, I, I've never had a truer word in my life. I know every word you're saying is true. The Holy Ghost had borne witness with me about it. But I don't, I don't know what to do, and I'm not afraid to die. If I was afraid to die, I couldn't do what I do. And I said, well, I think the whole point of the Lord telling us is you don't have to die. You don't have to die. He wouldn't have revealed it if there was nothing we could do to change it. And so, uh, to make a long story even longer. um mm-hmm. He was coming in. I said, come, you know, he said, can I come in the next day and talk to you? So he and his wife came in. And um, all day long, I'm like, Lord, that's all you gave me. I don't know how to tell him to get out of this. Uh, and the Holy Spirit said, ask him if he has to go. This is military. You understand what I'm saying? It, I've never been in the military, but I know they don't ask you. <laughs> Would you like to do this? You know what I'm saying? I have a mission, but, you, you know, if you're not feeling it, you know. Uh so he was in the office and I said, he said, I know I'm going to die. And I said, Do you have to go? And he said, Well, if I turn it down, I'll lose a whole year's salary. And because he had to switch something. And I said, we better that than dead. Better that than dead. So he said, Well, I'll pray about it. He went when he left, I didn't know what he was gonna do when they left that day. But he went in and he said, you know, I'm not going to do it. Uh, And he switched whatever he had to switch and didn't end up losing anything. They made arrangements for him uh, and he didn't lose anything at all. He didn't lose his year's salary. But he came back later and told me. Seven men went on a mission. Only one of them came back. And he was not whole. But thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. I'd have changed it for every one of them if I could. But I don't have authority that extends beyond our church member. Do you understand? And I warned him. Surely to God he warned them as well. But, you know, uh, you need to watch over yourself, over your family, over our, our brothers and sisters who are in the military who are doing, you know, things. And uh, he needs us.
0: Amen. Amen.